Thank you, Jenny, for that wonderful song. I was praying for John Yvette because she was normally going to be the singer. And then I found out that John Yvette was very sick and she wouldn't be able to be here. So I said, Lord, you have to now bring the song to the, to the message and bring it together like you always do. And I didn't know who was singing. Even this morning, I didn't know who was singing until just at the last minute. And it was Jenny. And the song goes with the message. Now, it, it, that, that, was, that just happened. It was just a coincidence, right? No, that's the way the Lord works. That's how he, he brings everything together according to his perfect will. You know, God is our enough. And we have found out from all the experiences we've had in the past, he's never failed us yet. He never will. And all we'd have to do is trust him by faith and he will do great things in our lives. Shall we just open in a word of prayer? Let's open in prayer, shall we? Heavenly Father, we thank you for Jenny's song. We thank you for the words of encouragement that are found in this song. And we thank you that when we first get saved, we don't really trust you as fully as we do later on as we grow and mature and we see what you've done and we build on the experiences of our faith and we go forward and grow. We pray, Lord, that you will speak to our hearts through the word today. Just hide me behind the cross, Lord. Fill my mouth with your words and just... Bring forth the word to our hearts today in a powerful way that will encourage us, challenge us, and uplift us. We pray in your precious name. Amen. You know, if you can describe our world today, it is a world filled with fear, worry, anxiety, and stress. Can't you agree with that? It really is. Probably more today than ever in history because we have so many things happening so quickly and you can... Turn on the TV or check the Internet and you can find out what's going on, for example, in Pakistan, where there's a massive earthquake. Years ago, they couldn't find out that fast what happened in foreign countries. They were living in very small quarters at that time. But we can thank God that even though these things happen to us in our lives, God has an antidote for them. And that antidote is faith. Faith is really the hallmark of the Christian life. You can't be saved without faith. You can't grow as a Christian without faith. You can't overcome and be victorious in your life without faith. And today we're going to look at the subject is faith in God overcomes everything. I love that. Faith in God overcomes everything. And we can see how how good the Lord is when we trust him by faith. Please turn with me over to a couple of verses in the gospel according to Mark. Chapter 11, Mark chapter 11, we'll begin at verse 20. Mark chapter 11, we'll begin reading at verse 20. We'll read four verses and we're just going to concentrate on the 22nd verse, these four words that we're going to see. But first of all, we'll read this short section, Mark 11, 20. Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, Well, he will have whatever he says. 
Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you will receive them and you will have them. May God bless the reading of his word to our hearts today. Notice what the Lord Jesus answered. When Peter brought up this subject of the withered fig tree, he was so excited. He said, look, he says, the fig tree withered just like you said it would. And he doesn't explain to him why it happened. He doesn't give him the scientific explanation or explain how it all happened. He just says four things, four words. Have faith in God. Isn't that wonderful? And God speaks those words to you and I today in the circumstances we're in, in the difficulties and the problems or whatever we're going through, those words. Have faith in God. Because he loves us and he's with us. And we can have that kind of faith that holds on to the Lord from past, present, and future and know that the Lord who has taken care of our past will continue to work in the future as well. And that's what's a real encouragement. Well, today we're going to deviate from all the points starting with the same letter today. We're going to have an acronym PAR instead. And hopefully it'll be PAR for the course. PAR. Faith is a possession. Secondly, faith is an action. And third, faith is a reaction. So it's PAR, P-A-R. And hopefully it'll help us to remember the points of the message. P-A-R, possession, action, and reaction. Someone once said, faith expects from God what is beyond all expectation. I'll say that again. Faith expects from God what is beyond all expectation. Have you ever come to things in your life where it just there's a dead end and it's just your expectation, your hope is, is gone? But God can see you beyond that. He can take you beyond your expectation, beyond what you think can happen because he's the God of the impossible. And he is able to do all things. I like what it says in the Amplified Bible. It says in verse 22, have faith in God and it adds constantly. Oh, how much we would save ourselves in life. How much worry and fear and anxiety and stress we would save ourselves if we would just remember that word constantly. He wants us to trust him by faith constantly every day through everything that we go through in our lives. He speaks it to the disciples. Have faith in God. Now, you think of these 12 disciples, right? He called them. He spent three years with them. And what happened to their faith? It got weak sometimes. It failed it sometimes. One day they were out in the boat and Jesus was asleep there in the, in the ship. And all of a sudden the waves come up, the storm comes, raging against them. And they feared for their lives. And they woke up the Savior and they said, Master, don't you care we're perishing? And the Lord probably said, you're not going to perish. How can you perish with Jesus in the boat of your life? You can't perish. You can't not succeed because he's with you. But they got scared, they got upset, and he said to them time and time again, Oh, you of little faith. Little faith. But you know, the blessing of it is, you don't have to have much faith, but you have to put it in the right place. In the source of our faith is the Lord. And even if you have a little faith, if you put it in the right object of the faith, you will be able to get through anything. Yes, what a blessing it is to see that God sees us through. And it's a life of faith. You know, the old expression goes, use it or lose it. And that can be said of our faith. If we don't exercise our faith and use it, we can lose it. We can lose the strength that we will have from the Lord if we don't practice faith. 
There was a man named John R. Rice said, he said, faith makes cash out of God's checks. Isn't that great? Faith makes cash out of God's checks. Now, if I wrote you a check and I handed it to you, $1,000, let's say, and I gave it to Ed, $1,000, what could Ed do with that check? He could hold on to it. He could look at it. He says, this is a beautiful check. You got a nice check here. This is great. But what's going to happen? How is it going to be effective to him? He's got to take that check to the bank and he's got to cash it. And that's the way it is with our faith. We have the faith in the Lord. He's given us the faith as a possession, but we have to cash those checks. We have to claim God's promises. We have to fall upon Him and trust in Him. And when we do that, we will be blessed. Reminds me a story of Hall of Fame quarterback Steve Young. He came to play for the 49ers from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. One of the worst teams to one of the best teams. And, he, and Bill Walsh brought him in. And he was the backup quarterback. And, you know, he was kind of sad about it because he wanted to play so bad. He wanted to be the number one quarterback. But there was somebody by the name of Montana that was ahead of him. So he didn't get a chance to play very much. So he didn't feel he was really earning his salary. So he took every one of his checks and he put them in a drawer. One after the other after the other. I wouldn't do that. I'd be cashing them. But anyway, he put them in the drawer one after the other. And his roommate, Brent Jones, one day he opened the drawer and he said, what are all these checks? You've never cashed your check. He said, well, I didn't feel I deserved it. I wasn't playing. I was sitting on the bench. Sometimes we as Christians are like that. We've got all the riches, all the faith that God has given to us. We're not using it. It's sitting. He wants us to take that faith and use that faith to live a victorious life. Hudson Taylor said in his experience of faith, he says, not a great faith we need, but a faith in a great God. And that is so true. Hudson Taylor and all the men of God that we know about, they all had the same kind of faith that we do. They go through the same kind of experiences. The devil buffets them just like he does. He buffets us. But our faith is in a great God. And he's never let us down yet. And he's never going to, no matter what we go through. And we praise God for that. You know, we may not have much money in life. We may not have many friends. We may not have many possessions. But when you have Christ and you have faith in Him, you have everything you need in this life. And that's what's a real encouragement to me. He says, have faith in God. And that's a blessing. You have to believe. You know, there's nothing magical about faith itself. It's not faith that saves us. It's not faith that gets us through. It's faith in Christ that gets us through. The crisis of faith is when we're going through something, we can't just say, well, I'm confident in myself. No, I'm confident in Christ. He's the only one that can get me through these difficult experiences, whether it be illness or anything else. And faith is a tremendous possession. Martin Luther. I didn't remember about the movie, but here it is. A quote from Martin Luther. He says about faith. Faith is a living, daring confidence in God's grace so sure and certain that a man could stake his life on it a thousand times. Wow. Do you have a faith like that? You can stake your life on it a thousand times. That is a true saving faith. Yes, do I have that faith? Do you have that faith? That's the kind of faith God wants us to have. You know, Hebrews 11:6 6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You know, you can't please the Lord unless you have faith in him. 
You know, we can't see Jesus, can we, with our eyes? We can't hear him with our ears. But by the eyes of faith and the ears of faith, we can and we can be blessed. And that's what the Lord wants us to do. He even says here in this passage that if you have this kind of faith, you can remove mountains. That's a really strong faith. Charles Wesley, in one of his hymns, said, Faith, mighty faith, the promises see, and looks to that alone, laughs at life's impossibilities, and says, It shall be done. Yes, I remember Bill McDonald quoting that one time, and it, it is so marvelous to know that we can look at life's impossibilities and says, It can be done. Not because we can do it, because He can do it. And that's the blessing of it. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And that's the blessing of it. Someone once asked, does my faith remove mountains or do mountains move my faith? Oh, I said, oh, Lord, sometimes, my, sometimes those mountains are so insurmountable that they just stand up and block what God is doing. He wants us to rise above it. He wants us to have the faith to see beyond it and see what he can do. Yes, the hymn writer said, it is no secret what God can do. What he's done for others, he'll do for you. With arms wide open, he'll pardon you. It is no secret what God can do. So that's our first point this morning. Faith is a possession. You have it and I have it if you're a Christian. And if you're here today and you don't have the Lord Jesus Christ, you don't have faith, but today you can accept him by faith and have that faith that he wants you to have. And it's a decision that you'll make that will change your life forever. And that's what we want to see happen today. Well, the second point is, not only is faith a possession, but it's an action also. And I like how James the Apostle talks about faith and works in the second chapter of James. He says, faith without works is dead being by itself. Because how can you say that you have faith if you don't believe? One day there was a story of a of a jet engineer that had just developed the Boeing 707. He was a brilliant man. And he, he, was on, he was on an airplane flight on a different aircraft. And he was talking to the man next to him and he was telling him about all these great things about the plane and the set specifications of it, all the technology of this plane. And the other man said to him, well, have you flown on it yet? He says, no, not yet. I'm waiting for it to be in service for a while before I try it out. I said, okay, okay, did he have the faith? No, he didn't have the faith because if he really believed that it would work and it would fly to where he needed to go, he would have got on the first flight and taken it. Sometimes as Christians, we have all the faith up here, but it hasn't translated down to where we live, down to where, as Mike says, down to where the rubber meets the road, down to the shoe leather, down to where we walk. If we say that we have faith, we have to act on that faith. We have to show forth that faith that we really do believe the Lord. If we don't, it's not really a living, active, growing faith. We have to show it by our actions. Someone once said, faith is a laboratory course, not a lecture course. It's a laboratory course. The kind of faith God gives you is not a lecture that he speaks to you about faith. He says, take this faith now and live by it. Take it to your job. Take it to your neighborhood. Take it to your school. Take that faith with you. It's alive. It's a living faith. It's a laboratory course. And we're experiencing faith. And the more faith we have in him, the stronger our faith gets. Faith's like a muscle. 
And the more you use it and work it out, the stronger and bigger it gets. And that's the kind of faith the Lord wants us to have. You know, he wrote a whole chapter in the Bible in the 11th chapter of Hebrews called the Hall of Faith. It's all the men and women who had faith and he names them one by one by one. And I noticed something that I never thought about before. That phrase by faith is used 18 times in the book of Hebrews chapter 11. I said, wow, by faith, they did so many great things. Were they great people? Were they better than we are? No, but they had the faith in the Lord. And because of their faith, God gave them the victory and brought great things as a result. And you know, faith costs us something. It really does. It takes a sacrifice to have faith. Look what it cost Abraham. He yielded up his son. Look what it cost Daniel. He went into the lion's den. Look what it cost Stephen. He was stoned to death as the first martyr. Look what it cost Peter when he was crucified upside down. And on and on, the men and women of faith in the Bible, they went through some hard experiences, but their faith got them through it. And we've all gone through some difficult times in our lives, but can't we thank the Lord that he gave us the faith to get through it? And he'll give us the faith today, too, if we just trust him and believe. You know, there's an old story that told about a a certain uh, high wire uh, aerialist that went to Niagara Falls and he put his tightrope out between Niagara Falls from the Canadian side to the U.S. side. It's a long, pretty long distance. And they stretched out the rope and he went out there and he walked along the tightrope very nicely over, turned around and came back. Then he ran to the other side and ran back. And I'm saying these people down there on the ground are probably really nervous for him. But he 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 had it. He was doing it. And everybody was so excited. And then he got a wheelbarrow out and he pushed the wheelbarrow across to the one side. And then he came back. And guess what? He asked a question to the people in the audience. Who believes? Who believes that I can push a man across in this wheelbarrow? And there was a guy that was so excited in the front row. He raised his hand. I do. I believe. And the guy said to him, then get in the wheelbarrow. (laughs) To no one's surprise, he did not get in the wheelbarrow. Well, he said he believed. Well, if you believe, you would get in the wheelbarrow because you would believe that the man could get you to one side and back safely. If we really believe in Christ, we have to act upon it. We have to trust in him. We have to believe that he will do it. So many times I think we do believe. But as the man in the gospel says, I do believe, but help my unbelief. Sometimes we're just like that man in the gospel record. We believe, help my unbelief. And so he wants us to have a faith that doesn't waver because it's put in the right place. It's put in the Lord himself. He will take us through. You know, the true nature of faith is really this, that it is practical. It has to be practical. If it's not a practical faith, it's not good. And it reminds me that sometimes you can have a faith that looks beautiful. You can have a faith that sounds great. But until that faith is tested, How will you know if it's proven to be strong or not? You know, Abraham had faith in the Lord and he really did. And one day his faith was put to the ultimate test when God said, take your son, Isaac, your only son, and go and offer him on a mountain that I will show you. You know, his heart must have really sunk that day because he said, Lord, could you let me do anything else? I'll do anything else. I'll do anything 
But please don't let me have to give up my son Isaac. You promised him, Lord. He's the son of the promise. But he didn't complain. He didn't do it. He went to do it. And he was ready to plunge the knife into the heart of his son. And God stopped him and provided a ram to take the place of Isaac. But he saw that his faith was tested and it passed the test. Passed the test. And then there was Job. Oh, boy. Job went through more in his life than probably all of us in our whole lives will go through. In just a few minutes, he lost his his servants. He lost his business. He lost his kids. He lost everything, including his own health. He got boils all over his body. But you know what? Job faced the test of faith and he did not fail it either. He kept strong. He never cursed God. Even his wife says, why don't you just curse God and die? Give up. We as Christians don't give up. We don't lose heart like we were saying in the scripture memory class because our faith is put in the Lord who is totally trustworthy and he alone can help us through. And, you know, our faith is daily tested in the crucible of life. We're going to walk out that door today and our faith is going to be tested. It may be a short ways from the church. It may be right away. It may be tomorrow. It is going to be this week. And I believe that the Lord is going to test me on my faith because he always tests the speaker on the message. He always does. So I'm looking forward to being tested on my faith this week. But that's exactly what the Lord does. And one day, Elijah, who had just experienced a great victory with the Lord on Mount Carmel, he had experienced the mountaintop of victory. Then all of a sudden, Jezebel, the wicked queen, says, Elijah, you're a dead man. I'm coming after you and we're going to kill you and that's going to be it. And instead of standing on faith with the Lord, what did he do? He ran away and he hid himself and God had to go and look for him and found him and brought him through. And Elijah got so discouraged that he wanted to just give up and said, Lord, just take my life away. And the Lord had to remind him of his promises and remind him that he would carry him through. And then Elijah got up and went back to where he needed to be. So many times in our lives we can go through the low times, but it's our faith that keeps us going, keeps us moving for the Savior. Faith put into action. You know, I was amazed a few years ago about a certain young lady that I heard about. Remember the tragic shootings that happened at Columbine High School in Littleton, Colorado a few years ago? Well, these, these killers, they were horrible. They were going and just shooting the other students and it was terrible. Well, one day the shooter walked in And there was a Christian girl there and he pointed the gun at her and he said this. Do you believe in God? She said, yes, I do believe. And he killed her. What a faith she had. She could have been scared. She could have said, I better not say anything. But it just came out of her because she was a wonderful Christian. And her testimony blessed so many people that heard that here in the U.S. and across the world. Yes, I do believe. The Christian faith, if it's worth anything, is worth living for and it's worth dying for. And when we get tested, the true nature of our faith will come out. Are we going to crumble and are we going to fall down on the ground and fall on the floor and and say, woe is me? Or are we going to say, Lord, this is tough, but I'm going to trust you for it. And that's the kind of faith the Lord wants us to have. A faith like that, that when it's tested, it's proven to be good. Job said in Job chapter 23 and verse 10, when the Lord has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. You know, when you burn gold, if you put it to the fire, all it does is remove the impurities of the gold and then it lets it shine forth. And that's what Job says. Lord, after you've tested me, after you've tried me and afflicted me, let me come forth as gold. And that's exactly what happened 
to Job. At the end of his life, he got back more than he lost and he was blessed by God. The Apostle Paul said it very well when he said in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith, not by sight. So many times we say, Lord, I believe, but show me. Show me first. Then I'll take the first step. That's not faith. The first step of faith is take the step first. God will shine the light. Then take another step. He'll shine the light. Take another step. He'll shine the light. That's faith. It's acting upon what God has said. It's not a blind faith, but it's trusting the father who knows the way that we will walk in it. And that's really what saving faith is and keeping faith, the kind of faith we should have. Ernest Wadsworth once wrote, pray for a faith that will not shrink when it is washed in the waters of affliction. Pray for a faith that will not shrink when it's washed in the waters of affliction. Have you ever washed your laundry and you put it in and you thought everything was great, but you know what? You washed it in hot water by mistake. And then you put it into the dryer and then all of a sudden this beautiful shirt, blouse, dress, whatever it is you're washing, shrunk. Now it wouldn't fit your 10-year-old. It's shrunk. It's no good anymore. We pray that our faith when it's tested will not shrink, but will stand firm for Him. That's the kind of faith He wants us to have. Yes, faith is a possession and faith is an action. And not only that, but faith is a reaction as well. You know, when we go through life, they say that for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. So when something happens to you, how do you react to it? That's the key. We are going to go through trials and difficulties and afflictions and things. The key is how we react to it. Do we have a reactive faith that immediately goes to the Lord about it? Or do we struggle and fight and say, Lord, how am I going to do this? I'm worried. We would save ourselves so much of a problem if we would just take it to the Lord immediately and face the problems of life with the faith that he has given to us. But the question is, how does my faith react to the problems and difficulties of life? How does my faith respond to, and then you can fill it in, whatever you're going through, dot, dot, dot. How does my faith respond? How does my faith respond when I get sick? I was sick this week and it wasn't that bad, but it was a sickness and I was trusting the Lord. And I'm just saying, Lord, when I get sick, you are with me and you're going to bring me through this. It always seems like it's worse than it is, but the Lord is able to care for us and take us through. How is my faith when I get laid off? That's where the rubber meets the road. Is it really going to be? Because so many times we can know about the faith and know about the word, but when it really happens to us, oh, this has happened to me. It's one thing it happened to so-and-so, but when it happens to me, it's another issue. How does my faith react when I get into an accident, like a car accident or have an injury? How is my faith when I lose a loved one? These are key issues of life that we all go through. And sometimes like the psalmist said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. We can praise God that we go through some difficult times, but our faith will help us to overcome. The Apostle John said in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4, Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Isn't that amazing? He doesn't put anything else in there. He doesn't say, and this is the victory that 
No, he says, our faith. Our faith overcomes. You mean to tell me, Lord, that I have a faith that overcomes the world as small as it is, as little as my faith is, as weak as it is sometimes? Yes. Because it's not the faith you have, remember. It's the object of your faith. And when you put it in the Lord, you overcome the world. You overcome the circumstance. And you overcome everything. And that's such a great blessing. Sadly, though, sometimes we react wrongly when things happen and we don't show the faith. We show the fear instead. And God says, my, my word will keep you from fear. You know, I was reading in this uh, thing in the Daily Bread and it mentioned about the American Phobia Society. Have, did you know that there's actually an American Phobia Society? And they have a list that they printed of all the phobias, all the things that happen. Look how many pages. 20 pages. If you like this list, and it's listed alphabetically, and it's got all the ones like the fear of flying, the fear of heights, the fear of fires, just all kinds of things. There was even one in here, a fear of long sermons. So I, hopefully you won't have that one today because it won't go too long. Fear of long sermons. I mean, you can read this list and you can find the funniest things. Here's one in here. Prostophobia, the fear of progress. I mean, there are some funny fears in here. Lots of fears. And I looked at that list and I was reading it over and I said, you know, this is kind of humorous, but a lot of people have these phobias. A lot of the people have these fears. And only if they knew that faith in Christ would carry them through all these fears. And you could take all these phobias you can put them in your, in your uh, round file. You can shred them. You can burn them because they don't mean anything anymore. Because the Lord speaks to us and says, fear not. You can take your phobias and throw them away because the Lord is with us. And, and I looked at those things and I just said, Lord, thank God we don't have to live by these things. We live by this book. This is a better way. This is an encouragement. This is a strength to us. The phobias could keep us bottled up in our homes. We could worry. There's so many phobias there that if you went by that list, I don't think you'd ever leave your house. You'd never get up in the morning. You'd never go to school or work because the phobias would be shrinking against you. But praise God that He gives us the faith to overcome. Whatever fears you have, as real as they are, whatever phobias you have, He gives you the victory. Yes, the Word of God says, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Yes, faith helps us to overcome all these things. Yes, praise God for that, that we have a real faith, not an imitation one, not an artificial one, a real faith. And so many times you see people that don't have the real genuine article. So that when things happen, they fall apart because they didn't have the real faith in the Lord. We want to have that real faith. And it all starts at Calvary. When we come to Christ and we get saved, He will give us the faith to carry on. So we've seen today three things. They all, and they begin with P and then A and then R. We have faith as a possession. It's ours, but we have to cash it. We have to act upon it. We have to use that faith. Secondly, we have a faith that is a faith of action. Action, showing that we really do believe in the Lord. We have to act upon that faith so people will see that we really do have a faith. Can you imagine at work if I go talking about faith this week and I believe in the Lord? And then when something happens to me, they see me just fall apart. What will they think of the Christian faith? They'll think it doesn't mean anything. 
when they see us go through these things and we're suffering, yes, but they see us overcoming by faith, they'll say, they've got something there. Those Christians, I'm not a Christian. I don't believe it myself, but there's something to that Christian faith because I watched how that person responded to it. I watched how Jessica went through it. I watched how Ron went through this in his situation. Well, how Barbara went through this. And, and our faith will be a testimony to those around us. People will say that's a real thing. That's the real article. And then not only a faith of possession, a faith of action, but a faith of reaction. When things happen to us, how are we going to react to them? Are we going to react in faith and thanksgiving and trust? Or are we just going to fall apart? May the Lord help us today to be men and women of faith. And that one day, when we stand before the Lord, He will say to us, you had the faith. Remember when Paul was speaking his last words to Timothy, he says, I have kept the faith. I have kept the faith. And that's what we want to do. We want to keep the faith. We want to continue for Him. We want to say, Lord, I believe. Help me. Strengthen me. Give me that faith to keep going no matter what experiences I go through. And sometimes things are so personal to us that we don't share them. We have them in our hearts. They're unspoken requests. God knows them. He cares for them. He says, have faith in me. I'll take you through. So may we just look to the Lord in prayer and ask the Lord to give us that kind of faith that overcomes everything. Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is such an encouraging word. Lord, we thank you for the promises that you've given us. Lord, you don't want us to fail. You don't want our faith to to go weak on us. You want us to put our trust in you, Lord. We thank you for the scripture memory class that have brought us so many wonderful verses on trust. And we just pray that we will continue having faith, Lord. Please strengthen our faith. We know, Lord, our faith is going to be tested this week. Uh, The devil is going to put obstacles in our way. Things are going to happen around us. But, Lord, we pray that our faith will stand. And not for our sakes, for our glory, but for your glory so that people can see that you, Lord, make the difference in our lives. We just ask this now in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen.